Yo, ho, ho, ho. Down, buddy. Hey, man, it's almost Christmas time. Super it excited. Is, it is. And we're actually going to, this this episode will be the last one before Christmas. And then we'll try to do one on Christmas or maybe Christmas Eve to, I guess we would have to do it after Christmas because we're going to do a little wagering during, for the Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, we can maybe the day after Christmas, maybe. So, because uh, on Christmas Day, I might have a little bit, uh, little yeah. bit to drink. So I might be slurring by the end of the night. <laughs> Okay, okay, let's get into it. Um, Irv- Kyrie Irving, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> the earth is flat, we're all pawn. Um, he doesn't need to speak to us unless he's promoting something. <clears throat> Please explain. You're an athlete, explain. There's really no explanation for what this guy is talking about. He, Somebody, his PR rep or the Nets PR rep, just needs to tell him, hey, bro, Quiet down and let your play do in the talking right now because this year they got a great opportunity uh, to make some noise. Uh, he just needs to stop talking because right now he's he continues to make himself look foolish. I did like the fact that he kind of retracted a little bit, um, you know, about having a good coach and Nash and just letting them uh, take over and do what they need to do as being the coach. But this guy just needs to quiet down and pipe down a little bit. I just don't understand. So, okay, he understands how media works. He's literally been the star of a movie who he's relied on the pawns to promote his fucking shit. His videos, his, uh, you know, movies, his shoes, his whatever. But then when, look, these fools get paid a lot of money. And part of the requirement is sit there before and after and answer the most generic blank, you know, questions. That's part of your $35 million a year. If someone were giving me a million dollars a year, I would sit there an hour a day and tell them whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah. And it, and honestly, I mean, it does nothing but help his brand, his name. If he's polite to the media and does that stuff. Sure. There's, there's a few guys out there that can just get away with being rude to the media and all that stuff. But in all honesty, if you're a smart guy, it does nothing but but help your brand name. If you're if you're pleasant to the media, answer questions, be available, all that stuff to an extent. Now, if they overstep their boundaries, sure, maybe he gets a little frustrated. But you know, some basic questions here or there. This guy's got to know that that can help him. You know, selling his shoes. Uh, you know, just promote his image for life after basketball, all that stuff. But maybe it just doesn't have it all going on upstairs. Yeah, it's just weird. Like this year, he's making thirty-three million, homie, million dollars. Like you would, like it's just part of the gimmick. It's just unfortunately, I'm sorry. Quit, just quit, just go do something else. Yep. You know, like it just blew my mind. This fool. Okay, <laughs> I can I can do a full-on rant on the, on him. Uh, let's go to Giannis. Giannis signs the big contract, five yeah. years, two hundred and whatever it is, million dollars. Um. Apparently, he's not going to Dallas. <laughs> Apparently. But you know what? I'll tell you what. When I did see that come across that he signed, I was, you know, I was pleased. I, I think it's great. The fact that, you know, a lot of players say, oh, it's my city. I'm staying here. He actually did it in a, you know, in a smaller market, too. So I definitely give him props for that, for saying, you know, we've started something here. Um, I, I want to win it for, for Milwaukee. I want to be here and do it here because he had an opportunity to take the easy way out. Let's be honest here. Um, let the season play out or yeah. do what Harden's doing is kind of demanding a trade right now and go to a contender where he could have two other major superstars and pretty much 
write it in that they're going to win a championship. Uh, yeah, he could have done that, but I, I definitely give him some credit, and uh, we'll see if it pays off. Um, he's planted his his flag in in the ground in Milwaukee, and uh, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, I think well, for him to do that says a lot about the small market team first that he's willing to stay there. That's great for the smaller markets, but it also says that. Um, I mean, we don't know. We don't know if he's going to ask for a trade in a couple of years. But for right now, he's he's saying the. I think the person that is going to be on the hot seat now is their coach. Yeah, it's basically look. You have a, a, a you know a solid, if not one of the best defensive point guard guards in the league, who's no chump. You know, you gave up quite a bit to get him. You have Giannis. You and the East isn't that great. Like you should be. You should be in the Western Eastern Conference Finals for sure with this roster. Well, I think, yeah, and that's where we'll see where it ends up. I mean, winning a championship, I don't think it's championship or bust for the coach because at the end of the day, Giannis has – he's fallen apart in the playoffs a little bit right. the last two years, right? He has not played to an MVP caliber the last two playoffs, and there's some reasons for that. Teams are game planning. They are strategically you know, playing him in a way that um, – doesn't maximize his potential or he hasn't been able to uh, to make adjustments on the fly to utilize his teammates. So if they get to the Eastern Conference Finals or even to the NBA Championship and they they lose again, hey, great. He's doing what he can with that team. I mean, if you're running up against a buzzsaw and you say you make it and play the Lakers again and the Lakers, and Lakers beat you, hey, no, that, how can you call them? You know? They have to get there. They have to get there. Like, yeah. You can't you can't lose in the second round again. Like you're you're gonna get no. I, no, I I would definitely say you know this year the expectations for sure are you have to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, yeah. and if you get bounced by a let's call it a Philadelphia or a Celtics yeah. or one of those you know, in six or seven games, you know I can see them sticking around uh, depending on how their team does if he gets a one or a two seed again. But uh, over the next few years, the the city is definitely you know, wanting a championship and they should get one with, uh, with Giannis resigning, you know, going all in, hopefully if they can get another, uh, another big name player. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to win this one, probably not next year, but they can win one, you know, three years. So I'm okay with well, that. It all, it all depends. I mean, they're going to need a, in my opinion, another, another very solid player. I looking at their roster, uh, doing a research on, you know, if Harden was able to go there, do they have enough pieces? Um, they need a few more pieces, in my opinion. I don't think they have what it takes to to make it all the way through and, and get there. So, yeah, I don't think they're well. They're not going to beat anybody in the West. They they have, I think, a good enough. If if the Nets can get their shit together and KD's who KD we think is going to be, and Kyrie shuts up and just actually no doesn't shut up, talks yeah. <laughs> and plays, uh, that's going to be a good team. Um, Celtics, I'm you know they're young, um, so you never know. But I mean, they have a chance to be any of those teams. Yeah. So um, I don't think they have enough to win everything, but they have enough to at least be in the what Eastern Conference Finals. You know? Well, yeah, no, I, I definitely see them as a one, two, or three seed for sure with the talent they have. You know, you just look at it, and I don't know. It doesn't that team doesn't scare me. Like you know, Giannis yeah. is amazing, yeah. but. They don't come out, and when you watch them, you're like, oh, my God. They play great team ball, uh, good defense, all that stuff, and we'll see the addition of, uh, of Bledsoe, how much of a difference that makes. It'll be awesome to, to you know, to see what he does there. Not Bledsoe, but, you, uh, mean, uh, uh, you mean uh, Holiday. Oh, not Holiday. I mean, I mean Holiday, excuse me. No, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so, okay. So what do these four other teams do then? Like, so what does Dallas do? So Dallas basically was setting up for next year, right? To sign yeah. this guy. So <laughs> what do you think this off season? Uh, I was actually, I had it up. I wanted to look, or like, okay, so these are the teams that were basically setting themselves up. Miami, Dallas, Toronto, and the Knicks. We can throw out the Knicks because no one's going to go to the fucking Knicks right now. Um, Toronto's an option. Miami and Dallas all have a decent core. Yeah. Honest would have taken them over. You know, it would have taken them over that hump. What yeah. do you think Dallas w- is going to do next? What well, do you think? You're, you know, that's your team. Yeah. I mean, what I think will most likely happen is we're seeing this. We're seeing this more often now uh, over the last few years where players are getting unhappy with whatever it may be their, their team's not winning. And with the power that they have on their, their teams and their franchises. Now they're basically demanding trades and putting the teams in a bind that they're not going to resign. So you are seeing teams uh, pulling the trigger a little quicker now with one year or even a year and a half left on their contract, thinking they got to get something in return uh, before this superstar leaves. So, uh, you know, for the teams that you mentioned, you know, I could see them kind of holding tight right now until the middle of the season. Uh, there's a couple of players that are going to be a little disgruntled and put their names out there. Yep. And that's when you may go in and say, let's throw a couple draft picks and one of our other players in. And that may be enough to to snag a, a third player to either Dallas or Miami. Yep. So I think that's what probably will happen. I know there's some free agents that went off the market with, uh, you know, Paul George signing an extension, Giannis yep. signing an extension, AD and, and LeBron. Uh, so it's not a superstar heavy free agent market like it was going to be this be next offseason. Look, uh, Kawhi is going to be still free agent. Yeah, that, true. And he can't sign an extension till I think it's middle of the season or after the season. Um, uh, Victor Oladipo will be free agent. DeMar DeRozan, Blake Griffin, Rudy Gobert. Andre Drummond, these are like the headliners, you know, like whatever. Yeah, but so that's so that's the point when you're saying those are the headliners, though. Um, besides Kawhi, those guys really don't, to me, say they're taking a team over the edge right now. So it it's going to be tough. I guess you have to kind of wait to see yeah. where some of these teams land and if teams are ready to hit the the reload button and and let go of one of their you know star players. Would you rather have Victor Oladipo or Demar Derozan on Dallas? Next year, let's say. God, they're. I mean, they're. I guess they're kind of a similar type, similar type player. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Demar Derozan, but I guess I haven't seen too much of either of them uh, to make a. I think the thing goes back to the opinion. They're both pretty similar in my eyes. Demar Derozan is more reliable on the court. You know, he's going to play whatever amount of games. Um, but he's limited in his shooting or outside shooting, right? And he's a little bit older. Victor Oladipo just can't stay on the court because of his injuries. Yeah. But he's in that same age frame as those other two guys that you have. So you could build a little core with those three. And he's a guard, which, you know, you need a guard, more of a kind of like a guard. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. I mean, it's a guard dominated league, you know, being out, you know, with wings and everything like that. So. I think both of them would add, you know, a nice element to to a team. Um, yes, uh, it, it would have to go to a team that has a legitimate guard scorer already, in my opinion, because they, they would be a nice second or 2A or 2B option, but not a, not a number yeah. one or a, or a 1A option. Right. I mean, if they were going to Dallas, they would be your 
second or potentially third scorer, right? Yeah. And that's not a bad – it's, you know, they, they used to always say, like, the reason Lakers were winning those back championships were if Kobe was the second best player on your team, most likely he was still better than the first best player on any other team, right? And then later on when the Lakers had Gasol, Gasol was going to be better than most A players on any other team. So if your third yep. player is almost as good as a number one on another team, that's a pretty fucking solid threesome right there, you know? So a question for you then. If you're one of those teams, let's say Miami or or Dallas, that is pretty close, right? Let's call. Right. Let's say they're close. And Miami, Miami, of course they're close. They got to the, the NBA Finals. Um, right. Would you make a deal now, try to get one of those two, and see if either of those teams would make a trade this year or to put you over the edge? Or would you wait and say, hey, I can get him for nothing in free agency and give up an opportunity for this year? It depends on what you have to give up. Okay. So, like, if you're giving up your roster, if, like, for example, let's go with Miami. If you if they're asking for either Hero or Robertson, you're not giving that. You're not going to do that. You're just not right. But if they're if they're asking for like, well, Miami doesn't have any draft picks. But if they're asking for draft picks, fuck it, yeah, I'll give you two first round picks. You don't care. You're going to try to compete this year, and. It's, for example, Oladipo has already said he doesn't want to be in uh, in Indy. So it's like a perfect setup for them next year. You not only get a draft pick next year, this year is kind of a wash because you're not going to get fans anyways. So you're not yeah. really missing out on like the ticket sales. So, and you're, they've already determined the, um, the na- nation, your national game. So you're not losing on anything. So yeah, if you could, you would, um, well, that Toronto? could definitely be a that could definitely be a uh, a trade deadline guy for sure. I mean, Indiana. Yeah. I would hope right now that they're you know sending out messages to all the other teams right now, trying to get some takers and seeing what they can get back. Because later on in the year, you know the the price may go down. Depends yeah. on what they're going to get back for him. But uh, if he doesn't want to be there, you have to as an organization put the feelers out and try to get rid of him now. Like you said, yeah. If, if nobody's yeah. in the in the stands, you know, what does it, what does it matter anyways? I mean, really try to reload and, and stockpile. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially since they kind of butchered the uh, trade that they had with um, Boston this off season for who's I, I'm drawing a blank on their center. Um, um, it starts with a T. Um, what's his name? Uh, in, anyways. For Boston? Um, uh, Tight. What is it? The guy for Boston, Tice, right? No, no, no. The indie guy, that um, the big man for Indiana, Thomas Bryant. Is he on Indy? Uh, no, sure. uh, no, that's uh, it's a uh, Miles Turner. God, Miles Turner, that okay. fucking bomb drew me a blank. Uh, Miles Turner. They were uh, Celtics were trying to trade for him, and they were asking too much, so they just didn't. So now you're stuck with Turner and Sabonis when you tech realistically just need one of those guys. Yeah. And you could have gotten a couple of draft picks out of it, you know, and they didn't. So they butchered. So I don't know what Indy's doing, but we'll see. We'll see if all well, of the that, that, you know, you look at certain teams that don't have a direction and uh, it goes back to the general manager of what direction do you want to go? Um, yeah. It's tough if your star guy doesn't want to be there. Uh, you know, truly, what are you looking at doing? Do you just trade off all your assets and understand that you're going to be pretty bad and, and get a number one pick or a, a top five pick and, restart that way uh i mean they don't have a terrible team 
it just yeah. sucks when your top guy doesn't want to be there anymore. So it's really hard to plan out the future that way. They're, they're going to be exactly what they've been for the last 20 years. They're going to make the playoffs or potentially get very close to making the playoffs. They're not going to do much else after that. And they're going to get yeah. out. In the and that's what they've been doing since what, the, when they made the finals in 92 or 90, well, 90, 92, something like that. Something like that. Been so, forever. Uh, okay. This is a, tr- this is a random that I just pulled up. You know how we were talking about the MVP race last week, right? Yep. Can you name me the five players that have the highest, I guess, most likely odds to win it within Vegas? Okay, as long as you didn't talk about the highest selling shoes or anything like that. Yeah, like last we month, realized right? shoes is are not Chris. I can't believe you didn't know LeBron James, homie. I, I honestly, or KD, or like the most... Uh, you know what? I don't pay attention to their shoe sales. I don't go buy shoes, uh, <laughs> shoes and stuff. So I has been a while. Text me and be like, "Yo, Fergie balls," but he knows nothing about shoes. <laughs> hey, man, I don't follow the uh, the guys and buy their shoes. <laughs> anyway, um, give me the five top five uh, odds for MVP. MVP this year. All right, What's I'll that? say uh, I'll say Luca. Uh, LeBron. Okay, LeBron, Luka number, number one. LeBron James. We got Giannis again. Giannis number two. Um, and then let's call. I mean, Kawhi. Kawhi is number seven. Okay, you got AD up there. AD is number five. Missing one. You're missing okay. the number three. Uh, Kevin Durant. Nope. He's not up there, really. Kevin Durant is number eight. Wow, a thousand to one on, or ten to one on. That's that's pretty incredible. Um, I mean, if you got LeBron, AD, the guy that you only know his shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up with that, okay? <laughs> um, I guess you got to put Harden on there. I mean, he's in the number consideration. Six. Who would be the Who would be the one I'm missing? Curry, the only guy that okay. you knew, <laughs> Steph yeah. Curry. I guess yeah. I mean him being him being out. That's uh, you know, yeah, I him Curry in the top five. I I didn't. I you know usually the uh, MVP goes to like the best teams player or like top two teams. I don't think Golden State's going to be competing for you know a high rank in the. West. Yeah, you know what? I don't really think so either. I mean, I love watching Steph play. The other night it was like preseason game and just flipping around, and I I saw it and I I realized how much I enjoy watching the Warriors kind of run around in, in his game. I, I definitely enjoy watching him play, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to be a, t- a top tier team in the West. So I think that will, that will push him out of it. So I think one of the others I mentioned, will, obviously. So I had Damian Lillard, my pick, I think, I think that's what I said last week, or I said he might be in there. No, that was, that was I, my I, had I had Luca. I had Luca, right? You had yeah. Damian. I had Damian Lillard, yeah. yeah. He's 15 to 1 odds. That's not a bad bet. You bet 100 bucks, you might come up with a good amount of money. <laughs> hey, then I, could, then I could buy some LeBron shoes or some... Uh... There you go. You can update your wardrobe. <laughs> uh, okay. Hey, I've never been... I've never called myself a, a fashionista, okay? <laughs> uh, we'll go into the... Okay, preseason previews. What has caught your eyes? What... What have not? What's disappointing? Let's go that way. Um, I mean, come on. In preseason, I can't really say anything has really caught my eyes because they, they're just out there, like we talked about, loosening up a little bit, right? Um, I know a team that we always love to bash on, but uh, watching the Knicks a little bit, 
So tuned in, watch some highlights, a little bit of what they're doing. I do love their their young core. I think Obi Toppin that I mentioned, the the guy out of Dayton, um, he's gonna have some really nice flair uh, to that team. So they're not trust me, they're not going anywhere this year. But next couple of years, you know, maybe add a few more uh, a few more pieces if if some guys stick around and uh, that'd be kind of fun, you know, because the NBA. I think is is great when the Knicks are, are relevant. I mean, they haven't been for a while, I understand, but it, it would be great if the Knicks were were a top team again and uh, at least in the that playoff conversation. It's it's yeah. fun to have the Yeah. No, I agree. I I think NBA is great when Knicks are great, Heat are great, um Indy, Lakers, Boston, uh, Portland's always good when they're, you know, when they're because it's like you got to have not a little bit of everything, but it's always good to have Knicks and like the iconic teams kind of be good because that's where most people that aren't huge NBA fans follow or know most about, you know? So it's, yeah. I agree. I just, you can't keep drafting. At some point you have to either make a trade and get a veteran on your squad or yeah. a veteran's got to come to you, you know? Like you just can't, like if Kawhi goes there next year, that's a great upgrade for them. Yeah, well, has he mentioned he wanted to go to New York at all, or is that? Everyone assumes he's gonna uh, uh, re up in uh, or in LA because he's a local dude. They're letting him literally do. He lives in San Diego. He doesn't. He flies whenever he wants to. You know, he plays yeah, yeah. when he wants to. So um, it doesn't seem like. Why would you leave if you get basically control the entire organization? Well, you got a guy. You got to have uh, a great general manager and, and a great coach that can lure, um, you know, a player to come play for your system and and build it that way because if you don't have a, a great coach that has a good uh, kind of championship pedigree or has um you know great reputation as being a player coach none of these guys are going to want to play for you so uh it starts there and i think you know they can they can do it right now so yeah we'll there, was a, there was a story i don't know how factual it is but i heard that was lebron when he was choosing he was down to lakers versus or new york and I guess wow. he ran into the owner of the Knicks, and I, I'm drawing a blank on his name too. Um, but I guess he had a bad interaction with him, and he's like, "Why the fuck would I come here?" And so he literally ruined his own team again. Is it Dolan? Is that who it is? Oh, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, can you imagine that? The owner just has a bad. How do you have a bad interaction? You just I, it was something. If I remember correctly, it was like they were walking down the hall and they were crossing paths, and I guess he just like didn't acknowledge LeBron when LeBron was trying to acknowledge something like that, where he just got a bad vibe. And so he was like, well, fuck it. Like if, if this, and then, you know, like Lakers ownership is very like Jeannie bus is the most like loving, whatever person it seems like. So yeah, she, uh, she was very more, much more engaging, I guess. So, <laughs> well, just another example of right of why the Knicks have not been relevant for so long. <laughs> exactly. Um, the things that caught of my eye were Katie looked good. Katie looked yeah. good. Yeah. Um, Harden, I mean, he looks a little out of shape. Actually, he looks very out of shape. But very. But your boy doesn't look like he's in very good shape either, homie. Luca looks like he was enjoying his free time. Hey, he should have, right? He played well. He uh, ended the year on a high note. But uh, no, I mean, once these guys get going, it's it's incredible how fast you yeah. will get yeah. back into shape. I mean, they don't have to. Yeah, they'll they'll be back in shape. I'm not worried about any of these guys. Uh, you know how quickly they can turn it around yeah. so especially like especially this season I, I think that teams that have or had last season going to the scene the same general core 
are further ahead than teams that just put a bunch of players together this offseason because there is no offseason this year. You know, there was, yeah. what, you had two months off before the finals and the preseason. So, like, all the end, what, two weeks before players came into training camp before season starts. So, a lot of these guys are going to get the rhythms playing with each other within the first month. So, the games are kind of going to be sloppy, I think, this year more than they were in the bubble last season. Yeah, I agree. At the beginning of the year, the teams that made big splash moves and, and a lot of roster changes, you know, it's going to be pretty choppy at the at the beginning, uh, just understanding how they play with one another and stuff. Um, so at the very beginning, yeah, it'll be a rocky road, but you're exactly right. The teams that have a good core, uh, they're going to pick up right where they left off. They know uh, how to play with one another. And so when they get out there and it's for real, I think you'll see some of those teams uh, – succeeding early in the season the teams that have right. been playing together so yeah and, you know. and since the 70 it's not it's still a long season but 72 game season that can help a team kind of ease into the playoffs as opposed to fighting for you know the seventh seed or eighth seed or sixth seed or whatever it is so mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes um yeah, yeah anytime the- you anytime you eliminate you know games out of there it just makes a, a priority on on every game now so much more important and the fact that if you can get off to a, a strong start yeah you're you're setting yourself up to where maybe at the end of the year you can rest a guy a little bit more on back-to-back nights and don't have to stress on him a little too much so um this the every game mentality you know truly does come into play especially when you're eliminating games off the schedule so yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, going back to my team, Lakers, uh, they apparently found a diamond in the rough with THT, baby. He's uh, he's balling it up. <laughs> and so, the three. So here's the thing. Yes, he is balling it up right now. Let's pump the brakes a little bit, though, with the preseason right now, okay? I mean, <laughs> hey, who was also your guy that came off of the G League and had like 25, game in his, or 25 points in his first game that one time? Caruso. No, not him. The, what's that? Kuzma, Ingram. We had a bunch of players. Oh, it, was that, it was that one dude that... Uh, oh, 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 Ingram. The other Ingram. The old dude Ingram. Yeah, yeah. so let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit, okay? He went on like a couple games here. Yes, he is playing well. Um, but when the season starts, okay, how many minutes is he truly going to be playing? This is good for him to get some exposure yeah. right now possibly as trade bait maybe in the future, or they can just hold on to him and let him, uh, you know, come, ac- come across nicely. And if they trade coups or you yeah. know, down the road. That he's playing so well that if Lakers do make a decision, it's easier to get uh, give away coups because you have another person, another, and he's a guard. He's a big guard, but he's a guard. He's a yeah. six or two forty. Like that's a, big good dude no these are great opportunities for some of these guys and trust me the great organizations realize this and they're showcasing some of their younger talent and people that might be on the borderline of you know hey is this guy gonna be on the end of my bench or can i use them as a as an asset to trade to continue to get better because you know we're seeing if you're trading for a star player you throw in three or four players and some draft picks he could be one of them in that mix so it's it's smart by them to uh, to showcase their talent for sure and I think it's important more this preseason than any other for you to get your young players as much playing time because they didn't have a summer camp to play or train. Oh, yeah. They didn't have a full preseason to get together and get the rhythm and the flow of the organization, the coaching, the players, how NBA works. So 
I think it's more and more important. Like, I mean, THT played with the Lakers last year. He played in the bubble a little bit, and even in the playoffs. But like, you know, all these guys that came out of the uh, out of the draft, you, I wouldn't even play a vet in their position all preseason because they got to get into. Hey, after practice, after the game, you got to ice your legs and you got to do this and this because seventy two games is a lot for a nineteen year old who's most played what 25, 30 games. Yeah, they got to get acclimated quick. So yeah, I mean, putting them in, throw them in the deep end, and and let them go for it and and figure it out. Um, they do have to get in there quickly and and understand what it's like because as you mentioned, seventy two games, they can't allow these rooks to to start finding their own after game forty because by that time, if they're counted on to help their team make the playoffs, it may be too late. So yeah, uh, yep. yeah get them as much exposure and experience right now in games that don't really. Obviously, they don't matter in the preseason. So, you know, let them take the game-winning shot. Let them fail a little bit. You know, understand what it feels like. So, All right. Now we're going to get into the game. It's not really a game. It's going to be – do you want – okay, so we started this Aiden. Aiden, when he starts losing, doesn't care. And so we kind of phased it out. Um, we'll do the mythical money because I feel like okay. you're much more invested in uh, games and like to wager a little bit more than Aiden does. Um, okay. Right. How much do you want to start with mythical money? 10,000? Yeah, yeah. Let's start with 10K. That sounds good. Okay. So we have 10K to start the season. We can bet on games. We can bet on, you know, if you want to bet on the MVP, whatever, whatever, you can do it. But for right now, we decided to start it simple. Um, we have five Christmas Day games. Yep. Uh, we have Pelicans versus the Heat. Warriors versus the Bucks, Nets versus the Celtics, Dallas versus Lakers, Clippers versus Nuggets. Now, I mean, I got I'm five and zero already. <laughs> would you rather go straight up odds or go against the points? This point spread. I mean, if you have I the point spread up, that's always the way to go with the point spread. But uh, okay. you know, we, okay. we can start off. We can start off by just winners and losers no, right now. I'm okay with point spreads. I'm okay with point spreads. So let's go uh, point spreads. You got them. Which games do you want to bet on? All right, let's let's start the Christmas Day. Let's run down the slate. If you have the point spreads, let's go. Okay, so we have Pelicans versus the Heat. Pelicans uh, or the Heat are favored by five and a half. Okay, what are you going to take? I'm going to take. I'm actually going to take the uh, Pelicans with this one. And the points, huh? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I'm gonna. I bet, actually, hold on. We start with hundred thousand or ten thousand. I'm gonna bet a thousand on this one. Okay. Sounds good. All right. I'm only gonna bet uh, five hundred on this one, and I'm going to take the Heat at home. Okay. Now uh, we have Warriors versus Bucks. Warrior or the Bucks are favored by seven. Okay. What are you gonna do? You know what? I'm only gonna bet. Uh, I'm gonna bet 300 on this. I'm gonna go with the Warriors. I'm gonna say that they're gonna that they're gonna cover uh, the spread. I think the Bucks will win, but uh, you know maybe opening night a uh, little jitters. Uh, I think the Warriors will, will cover the spread by 300. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm gonna go with the Bucks because I feel like he got he's just signed a 200 some million dollar contract. Motherfucker better win a home game first game of the season. He's gonna win, but maybe not by seven. Uh, I'm going to take the seven, and I'm going to put a, just $100 on that one. All right, uh, sounds good. Nets versus Celtics. Nets are favored by one point. So it's basically whoever wins the game. Um, 
I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to go with the Nets on the, on the road with this one for 500. 500. Woo. I'm going to go. He's, I can't vote. I can never pick the Celtics. I'll go with the Nets and I'll bet another, I'll bet. You know what? I'm going to bet 300 on this one. Okay. 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 Um, Lakers. Okay. So just so you know, Dallas Lakers, I don't bet. I'll bet you, I won't bet money if you want. I'll make, we can make a side wager if one of us has to do something stupid, but I won't bet on the Lakers. Um, is there something I have to do stupid? Do I have to talk about NBA shoes again? What's that? <laughs> no, how about, how about we skip that one? We'll have a little okay. side bet later on because those are both okay. our team. Okay. Last one is Clippers versus Nuggets. Clippers, actually, the Nuggets are, um, the Clippers are favored by one. Ooh, uh, is it your turn or my turn? It's my turn. Uh, I'm going to go with the Nuggets okay. because I can't vote for, uh, what's it called, Clippers. And I'm going to go, so I've bet $1,400. i will bet another 100 on this one. Okay, so you're taking the Nuggets and they're favored by one? They are favored by one, yeah. You know what? I'm going to go with the Clippers. I think the offseason had to have eaten at them, the fact that they let the Nuggets come back and – destroy their season um i'm gonna pick the clippers on this one i'm gonna go 300 300 so you're gonna th- you, the regular playoff uh paul is in <laughs> you know what you know, i'm just i'm gonna say that i'm gonna say Kawhi is going to not pass the ball to paul george <laughs> and he's just gonna win the game on his own yes i'm going i really just kind of want to see one of the games like paul's open on the uh, in the corner and he like pump fakes it to him he's like nope i'd rather take it Shot with like three guys on me, then see you brick on the side of the backboard or something. And after the game, him say, I didn't want to pass it to him because I wanted to win the game. Yes. <laughs> I, like Kobe, he trusted himself making a shot over three guys than like, I don't know, uh, anybody else, basically. So those are going to be my uh, my picks. Okay. So you have, just so you know, you have um, a I got You have. 2200 invested this this next week 22 i think i have no i have a 1600 oh i'm sorry yes i, I why did i say oh maybe my count counting is in my thing tonight apparently 1600 1600 apparently shoes is yours and counting is mine right now there we go all right I guess we know where each other i have a i have 15 so well best of luck to you you're gonna have to reload after you lose all 1500 Right, right. Well, that's good. We have ten thousand, so you know, ten thousand. Um, we'll figure something out. If I lose, I lose. Okay, I'll just let you bet the rest of the season. So nice. I like. It. I got one more. Uh, I got one more thing to ask you though before we before we close out. If you got an answer for me, um, a couple questions. I I told you last time I wasn't gonna let you off since you uh, kicked my butt. Okay. The, uh, okay. <laughs> I got a couple questions for you here. Okay. okay. All right. So. How many point guards have won the Defensive Player of the Year, and who were they? Gary Payton. Right? Yes, damn it. (laughs) Um, How many are there? And there's only one. That was it. Ah, yeah, baby! (laughs) Part two to that question, and uh, good job on that one. Uh, Part two, okay. So... I know you. we talked about uh, Marcus All winning Defensive Player of the Year but not being on the first team uh, defensive list. So 
Uh, can you name the four guys to win the uh, defensive player of the year, but not first team all NBA? Um, so is Paul Gasol included in that list or no? Or no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah, he's one of them. So there's three left. Yep. Um, Two, you'll Gobert. have a shot again. Gobert? No. So I get three strikes. So that's one strike. Um, uh, I can't even think of all the defensive players of the year so far. Um, did... Are they old school or new school? Uh, they've Love been around. You know, you know you know, two of the three names for sure. Okay. Two of the three I do know. Okay, so... Um, Hakeem? No, not a large one. Same position. Um, Patrick Ewing? Nope. No, no, no. Uh, you know, I thought of Dikembe, but I'm like, how, like I for sure would think if he, yeah. So he won? Okay, so Dikembe? He was, he was one of them. So in okay. 95, he, he won the uh, player of the year, but wasn't first team all NBA. Defense. I wonder who he was. It must have been Hakeem then or something. 95? Yeah. That's a been how can them on championship. Okay, who's the other team? Who's and then the other one was uh, Tyson Chandler back okay. in 2012. So he won and wasn't on the first team. And then the fourth one was back in 86 for the Spurs, Alvin Robinson. He was a guard, actually. Tyson Chandler in 2012. That was the, that was the what's it called, year, right? No, that was the year after you guys won the championship, Dallas. Uh, that was, yeah, the yep. year after. So, yep. Who... Wow. Who was a center that would have taken his spot in 2012 then? I'm not sure, but it was uh, kind of interesting to, to see. Yeah. And you know, um, looking at it as well. So what would you, I guess, the way that they're picked is the NBA writers and journalists select the player of the year, but then the coaches pick the All-NBA. So, oh. so do you think, and, and this is my opinion on there, is the defensive player of the year um, – when it's picked by the writers and the and the journalists, those guys are actually looking at what they're seeing on the floor. I think the coaches get a little bit of that um, swayed opinion by how big of a name guys are. Because if you look on here, Marcus All, Tyson Chandler, Matumbo, I, they're not like the top names in the NBA. So you know, I think from a standpoint of them not making first team, because it's crazy if you can win Defensive Player of the Year but not even be on the first team, that's insane. But you would think that coaches would have more insight because they're like, okay, gaming or scheming around this, especially since they're all centers, right? They're all basically centers. But that's what I'm saying is they're they're always trying to, I think, vote for the top names guy name guys and uh, kind of uh, get a little of that bias for for some of the the all stars and stuff like that. So yeah, I, don't know, I thought it was, I thought that was interesting for sure. No, that is interesting. That is interesting. You you stumped me on that one, but I got you on the Gary Payton one. <laughs> Last question for you. Would you, uh, right now, seeing as though Harden, uh, the latest news, like he definitely wants out, right? Right. Um, you know, looking at the Bucks, I up then down the roster, unless Middleton, I don't know if that would be enough for the Rockets to make that move. If you're the Nets, would you let go of Dinwiddie and Levert uh, yeah. and maybe a draft pick to get Harden today yeah. to try to win championship? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I. you know what? I, I mean, I might too. Just uh, the same too, thing, I, I, I texted you earlier. I said, would you give up Wiseman and a future draft pick for Hard and Wiggins for 
um, Harden for Golden State. You do it because you're going to win this year. You're going to at least compete this year, and then you can just trade him next year because he's under contract, right? So Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know if, if the Warriors would want to do that because I didn't know if they would have been close enough. Do you know what I'm saying? No, I get what you're saying. I completely, But they're closer, and Wiggins isn't something that's going to make you – realistically much better and Wiseman in two three years maybe but not this year but also you got to remember east versus west though too right if he goes to the nets in the east they're basically punching their ticket to the nba finals if he goes to the golden state in the west damn that's still there's no guarantee you're even making the western conference finals you're making the western conference finals homie you're you're i'm sure there's no guarantee i mean the top three or four that's you still got to go through the clippers and the lakers and then up and coming nuggets that's still a tough road, even if you have Curry and, and Harden, and who knows if they would even gel. Well, so. I mean, just on just the stats alone, they're going to be better than the Clippers. Yeah. They're not going to be better. You can argue if they're going to be better than Nuggets, but I think they, Nuggets took a step back giving up Grant. Um, they're going to be better than Dallas. But already, right, we're talking about it's it's questionable. Whereas yeah. in the East, yeah. you would basically, yeah. you know, already already uh, stamp your ticket to the, to the finals, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, you're you're. I just he's gonna get traded. It's just it's, it'll be interesting to see when he gets traded and what for what because I think they're gonna be stingy because they're gonna want a lot of draft picks because they have none for the next what four seasons or something like that, yeah, right? That's true. So they're yeah. gonna be stingy and trying to get as many draft picks, but he's gotta ball out and not be this like you know showing up to training camp three days late and like you know. I don't know. He's got, he's got to put his shit together if he if he's going to want his stock to rise for them to trade him. Otherwise, they don't have to trade him. You can sit. They'll just find him, you know? It, it's more on the Rockets organization needing to trade him more than he needs to ball out, I think. I think other teams that would want him know what he can bring to the table. So right. I don't think he is fearful of, oh, my gosh, if I don't put up numbers, I'm not going to be traded. Oh, no, no. It's, it's, I mean, he, he can go out and kind of just – you know, play and he'll still ball a little bit here and there to not get fined. Right. But other teams know what he's going to bring to the table. So he's going to demand that one way or another. And just depends on when a team wants to pull the trigger. And um, I don't know. I was just thinking about that. And I said, gosh, the Nets, if they get, got rid of some of those young talent, would that be enough? It might be for the Rockets to pull the trigger. For the East, it for sure would be. For sure. Yeah. It would be, you know, so yeah. Yeah. All righty. Thank you for listening. Um, once again, if you think, uh, uh, Fergie's three of the four are going to be wrong. Let us know. And if you know I'm going to be four for four Christmas Day, uh, celebrating up a couple hundred, a couple grand on my mythical money, let us know. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Fergie. We'll see you later. Peace. Hi, right, brother. Peace out.